All right. Hello, everyone. This is the episodic discussion for uh, our memories on the PlayStation 1, our experiences with it. Um, start this off, uh, I am Bane. We're going to go down the line here. Kaneki? I'm the man who body ran 5-0. No, he's a bitch. <laughs> nope. Uh, speaking oh. of, Bryn? Hey, people. How's it going? Uh, remember, not to eat bad meat before podcasts. Otherwise, you <laughs> will be fucked. Yeah, we're gonna get into this in a second here after I introduce everybody, because I kind of asked what the hell you ate. <laughs> Alright. Shadow Pyro. Yo, it's Shadow Pyro. Um, yeah, I'm tired, and I'm actually eating right now, but you're not gonna know that during the podcast. Alright. And then, uh, our, our good old friend Sonic Kick. Where you at? Yeah, that's me. I'm also eating. I'm eating. I'm trying to eat healthy as an apple. But <laughs> I, I can feel for you, Ren, because I think um, like last night, I wouldn't say last night, but actually, yes, it was last night, you idiot. Anyways, I fucking tried. I cooked um, I cooked spinach and steak ramen like off the packet and like with real steak and real spinach. Of course, what else would you use it for? But <laughs> OK, translation, he ate Crash's ass. <laughs> it was okay. It, it tasted all right, though. But yeah, Crash's ass tasted all right. Got it. Uh, I've been our uh, our other shadow, Shadow nineteen ninety ch Yo, I'm Shadow, and I don't have a food le- related story. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm drinking water. <sighs> mm. All right. So for, really quick here, as uh, the side thing, we're gonna do it later, nonetheless. Rin, what the hell did you eat? Look, I, 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 like I said, you know, I ate Crash's ass. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay, somebody clip that. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's uh, already recorded. But yeah, I, exact- I guess we could jump into the questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so to start off this podcast, what is everybody else's experience with PlayStation 1? How did you get introduced to a system? Um, I got a, I sort of got mine as a hand-me-down. I'm... Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it, but I didn't play it too long until the PS2 came out. But uh, yeah, I actually got a story because the PlayStation One was actually surprisingly the PlayStation One was actually my first home console. Because people think, oh, Sonic fan, Sega, he's probably was first a Sega fan. It's... Like, no, no, actually, no. You mean you didn't buy the Saturn, the terrible console? Hey, hey, the, hey, 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 the Saturn's great. <laughs> But it had didn't have as many good games as I would say the PlayStation. But at the same time, yeah, before I start any war, that's the problem. So what happened? What um what what happened was actually I got my PS One when the PS Two was coming out. When the PS Two came out, the reason why is because it was actually given to me for free from a friend I don't know anymore. He had the PS Two, and since the PS Two was backwards compatible, he's like, "Y'all can have the PS One or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, fuck it, sure." During around that time, my only experience with games was like fucking Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, and the, oh, the Weakest Link on PS One. That was a <laughs> good game. It was weird, but it was something. Must be a millionaire. But um, <laughs> the real game that actually like made me enjoy the PS One was Trash Bandicoot Three Warped. Cause I actually own two copies of it because I stole it from my family, but it's from like different parts of my family. But at the same time, that doesn't matter because I love the hell out of Crash Warped. But yeah, that's my PS One story. Do you still have their games? Yes, I do, and they included. Oh my God. Like Crash Warped, it was, and then there was Crash Fast, some Snow uh, Snow Cross, whatever. And here's the, here's the kicker. 
Mary Caden Ashley Magical Mystery Mall. Oh, I, I'm, I'm still not surprised by that. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm like this can be used for future content. Let's take it. <laughs> <laughs> My story is not too Ooh. riveting, so I'm gonna get it out of the way. Um, I think I started with the ps1 i think my mom bought it for me uh before that i think my brother had one and the first game i played was like a demo disc of metal gear solid one and i was like really fucking hooked on that i think the second one was uh, a demo disc of siphon filter 2 and afterwards it was just like an exchange of getting content and getting like um games for my friends at school because we would exchange like ps1 games so i would say you know here's metal gear you can have this for a week and he would say you know i have siphon filter you can have that too uh so it was really good i think more games that i played was a uh, crash 2 that was really fucking good that was a great game uh so afterwards i just kept the console for years my mom kept getting stuff for me like Grandia, and I just kept playing more and more and more. Uh, so that's my experience with getting the PS1 console. Another, oh. Anyone else? Uh, can I add yeah. one quick thing? I know it's not PS1 related, but I stole my, I told, also stole my cousin's SNES because he wasn't using it anymore and it was also collecting dust. You friggin' Jesus, you <laughs> Damn. Put your hands off in Saudi Arabia, man. <laughs> <laughs> red-handed everything um my gaming experience with ps1 first started when I, where was i i may have been in america at the time but when i first got my own playstation it was literally the actual ps1 but before that i was going to friends houses and everything um the first game i owned was actually tekken yeah no that back in america i it was for my birth not birthday Christmas, I was about five, six or something like that. Got Tekken, and from then it was game over. And yeah, just no matter what, and getting my place, well, buying a chipped PlayStation 1 <laughs> so I can just get all the free games. It's understandable. Can't blame me on that. I'm not a thief. <laughs> <laughs> your, your hands will be safe for another day. <laughs> I, oh man, I have other thief stories, but I won't tell them. Yeah, uh, we'll say that for its own pod. <laughs> yes. Anyone else before we move on? Yeah, sure. Um, I actually got my first, uh, the PlayStation 1, as a Christmas gift from my father, actually. Well, or let's, let's specify this. He didn't bought it for me, he bought it for the whole family. And... Um, Basically, it was when I or my brother would come home from school, we would play a lot of um, PlayStation 1. But in the evening, when my father was home, he would be playing uh, Tomb Raider. And the whole family would sit around on the couch and, uh, you know, give him advice. And, yeah, you need to look over there, try jumping over there and stuff like that. It's like a family activity. And I have very fond memories of that. That's mm-hmm. nice. Awesome. Uh, anybody else? Uh... I think, I don't know too sure, I think it was around the same situation as Shadows, where I think I got the PlayStation, or me and my brother got the PlayStation for Christmas. Don't know from who, but we eventually got it, and well, from, my experience, from my experience playing the PlayStation, he had, like, tons of fucking games that we have kept for, I say, for over 20-something years now, and 
from, from my experience, it's 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 really a console that I immediately dropped the N64 in a nutshell. Like, I couldn't just stop playing the PlayStation. They had so many games in comparison to the N64. I was just mind blown. From Spider-Man to Tekken to Crash and Spyro. Before we move on to question two, can like can we all like agree that the intro for the PS1 is so iconic? I just I just love how it starts. It's great. It's the best like the PlayStation two, three, four, they don't have anything that compares to that. I actually close. like I kinda like the PS2 ambient. I mean It's okay. But I still I, think just that like logo, especially I, the sound. Yeah, I like the I like the PS2's uh, ambience more. You know how like how PS1 had no ambience during their menus. I just like how the PS2 had like the freaking waves crashing, mm. crashing yeah. on the shore. That was I can fall asleep to that. <laughs> I I, and I've done it before. I've actually done it before. The only problem that I have with the um, PlayStation One one is that it was super loud. Like when it would happen when it load loud as hell yeah you you want to make sure your tv is not like max volume because that will like literally blow out your ears and blow out your fucking speakers yeah yes uh so i guess we can move on to number two yep all right so playstation one was one of very few consoles during this time that succeeded with its use of cds only other one i think was sega saturn the other ones had cd add-ons but none of them were really quality oh 3do forgot 3do but we don't talk Who the about fuck that. cares about 3DO? We exactly. Well, unless you play the latest Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, no one cares. <laughs> but uh, it, it was one of a few consoles during this time that succeeded with its use of CD. Uh, with Nintendo's unwillingness to compromise at all and stick with cartridges, do you think that Sony had the right idea in mind, or do you think that um, you think they should have probably did something different isn't the um, biggest example like re2 because on n64 re2 has like botch cutscenes, and they also yeah. have some inconsistent stuff like with um the cutscene with ada where it's like claire talking instead of ada so not it's super mention, weird um, okay. it's all, oh wait am i okay not to mention that final fantasy actually jumped from nintendo to sony because they were using the cd add-on tech the cd technology yes which it. made for them have like face uh, have them final fantasy 7 uh, never come to nintendo 64 because it's limited memory and also if you have you can put it on four disc and yeah Leg legendary game there yeah that's crazy they they lost like one of their biggest third-party developers at the time yeah yeah See, um, the development of the N64 version of Resident Evil 2 was really weird. It actually does have higher resolution graphics, but it has a lot of other issues. Yeah, I just remember, like, it had some weird additions, like, you could change the color of the blood, and yep. some of the cutscenes were weird. More blood. Yeah. yeah, and the sound was like, the, here's the thing about the cartridge, the sound quality was lower, and it was it, hard to hear certain effects, and it just didn't mesh well. The N64, okay, so the positives of cartridges are it does load things very fast. Yes. But mm -hmm. at the time, the storage was nowhere near close a CD, which, you know, a CD you can put about 760 megabytes on a single layer, which not a lot in the long term, but that's way more than most cartridges at the time. 
now cartridges have improved a lot more, but still. Mm-hmm. They moved from cartridges to actual and to like SD cards and shit. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, but I, I think the PlayStation was really smart. It, it takes a long time to load certain games. I'm looking at Gran Turismo. Um, uh, that was horrible. yeah. But you know, with the amount of like the amount of data they could hold, it was worth it. Of I course, we got the games. We got the games where they had like four to five discs, though. Some of the later Final Fantasy yeah. games, so that did yeah, get a little Final annoying. Eight had that. Yeah, uh, seven had like three discs, I think. Damn. I, to be fair, though, I, I do think that Dreamcast era games also had that problem. Uh, there was only a few were multi-disc, I believe. Yeah. Shimu was like three or four discs. I think. Oh. I think so. Let's see here. I'll that, take a look for this. That was kind of crazy. Also, uh, I think Xbox 360 had like multiple discs for certain games as well. Yeah, there. Um, like Blue Dragon was three. GTA. Um, G- GTA, GTA four was two. Or five. Yeah, G- five was two. One was an install disc. The second was the play disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halo four had that. That was also a similar function. One install, one play. Um. Let me see here. There was yeah, there was like two or three discs for Shinmu. I think Onimusha had like two discs as well. I can't remember yeah. which one it was. Though. For which one? The first I one? I think three or two. I think I can't remember. I, I remember playing an Onimusha game. I know Dawn of Dreams had two discs, but I'm not yeah, sure Dawn. about three. Three was one disc. Okay. I remember. I remember the Spider-Man on. Was it the N sixty four didn't have like the cutscenes you would see on PS one? Oh yeah. really? So or you don't know chess. you don't know what's yeah. going on in the story then? Yeah, so I'm wondering if that was also because of the cartridge at the time was limited and they couldn't put those cutscenes in. It had to be yeah. a limitation issue because the normal versions on the PS one had cutscenes. Uh, yeah. I think that's why I went with the PS one versions because you would know what the what's going on in the, in the game. The Saturn, I'm not the Saturn. The uh, Dreamcast version of the Spider-Man game is actually the best version, apparently. Yeah, the graphics are just way better. So if you're gunning for quality, get the uh, Dreamcast version. At the end of the day, hmm? the future which we are now living shows that PlayStation was right with choosing disc over. Oh, most definitely, Blu-rays can hold a lot. Definitely. Okay, so I have I have the size of the N64 game packs here. They range from four megabytes, so games like Dr. Mario 64 and a whole bunch of others, to 64 megabytes. Like Resident Evil 2 was on a 64 megabyte cartridge. Oh, man. And now that's yeah. just a very small memory card. <laughs> if that Pretty, was. yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's fucking <laughs> tiny. Um, you know, N- Nintendo, they had an understandable idea on sticking with cartridge. Cartridges did very well for what they were doing, but the size was a problem, mm-hmm. and that really killed it. Yeah, you yeah. can put a whole That's bunch on a said. CD. But Mario six, but my Mario sixty four though. I just Ooh, think that okay. one one can't like really help but call it like very archaic, uh, because of the data, and again that really limited good games on that platform. That's why mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's a shame because Nintendo, they were doing some good shit first party, that gen. 
But the third parties wanted nothing to do with it because they couldn't do shit with the amount of time. Yeah. You had great games came out of it, though, like Turok, but, I mean, when you can hold, like, five times the, like, that size of a cartridge on one disc, why would you stick with it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so All I right. guess it's time for my favorite question, number three. Oh, yeah. Number three, list some of your favorite titles in the PS1 library. Oh. I'm going to quickly rapid fire this one. Uh, are we going to limit their amount? I mean, I'll it could be five. how... Yeah, five is good enough. Yeah, because we'll, right. otherwise we'll be on a tangent for hours. Oh, and yes. This part will just take like 30 minutes. Um, I'm going to rapid fire mine. Silent Hill 1, Twisted Metal, Small Brawl, Twisted Metal 2, Gran Turismo 2, and uh, Resident Evil 2. There's a lot of twos. <laughs> the sequels win. Oh, yeah. Uh, what am I? Mine is Tekken 3. Uh, yes. That's where I got good at Tekken and fighting games in general. Capcom yeah. versus SNQ2. Uh, that one? Wait, wait, two? No, sorry, no. I'm Because th- I, I spent so much time on that game, I just count them as one in the same generation. Oh, I have to take that back. I'm taking <laughs> it back. I'm sorry. Um, so Tekken 3, um, Crash Bandicoot 3, Warped, oh, yes. great game. Uh, what else is there? Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. No, I keep doing yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, that, that's Solid. one generation ahead. Uh, close. So yeah, Metal Gear Solid 1. Metal Gear Solid, well, so I can't, there are so many things that I remember playing on that. Uh, I want to say there was um the Silent Hill demo I just had a lot of fun with because I was scared pantsless out of it. It was awesome. Right. Oh, games. And Wild Arms. I love Wild Arms. Oh. I got, I got mine. So I'm gonna say Star Ocean Two, Spyro Three, Crash Three, Resident Evil, and Time to Be, Time to Be. Uh, oh, Metal Gear Solid. There you go. Okay. Did I, say, did I say Metal Gear Solid twice or no? You did. I did. It doesn't work. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Just go with it. Um, oh no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so mine's are Metal Gear Solid One, uh, Resident Evil Two. Resident Evil 3, that was a great game. Uh, Spyro, and obviously Spider Man 1 for the PS1 because that game was so good. The, Damn it, man. the characters are super great. I just love that game so much. Yes. So uh, I guess it's your me, turn. Uh, for me, yeah. it's obvious my always number one game for PS1 will be Spider Man. And the other four games I like when I grew up with the PS1 is Crash Bandicoot. Uh, I think the first one. I know the the, the sequels were the better games, but I had more memories of the first game going up. Uh, three would have to be, um, despite it being an inferior port to the arcade, was the first Marvel vs. Capcom game. Because mm-hmm. I felt so in love with how Capcom was doing those crossover games. I just wish Infinite would have had that same treatment. <laughs> mm, I'm sorry, we don't see that one on this household. Thank you very much. Shade, shade. Uh, fuck the fighting game division for Capcom at the moment. Um, four, <laughs> four. I would have to say Tekken three. Despite my love for Tekken two at the time, I like Tekken three better in terms of the story. The story between each characters, the the combat mm. improvement. And overall, it was like a revolution, revolutionary to the Tekken series. 
was a re- I think it was revolutionary to fighting games in general. Oh yeah, you're right. It, it was also the the most selling fighting game at the time too. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that year it sold the most for fighting games. Yeah. For oh, Tekken three. Yeah. yeah, Tekken three. Yeah, like, that was their like, most successful one on the PS one, right? It, yeah, it was like their. I, it, like, I don't think it was hard. Mm-hmm. No, and number five, number five. I, I can't decide, but it's gonna be a tie between. Um, re- I recently played Bushido Blade and that Yu-Gi-Oh game for the PS One, Forbidden of Memories. I didn't even know they made like Yu-Gi-Oh for PS One. That's new to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, there, there I can't Yu-Gi-Oh got popular near the end of the PlayStation era, so most of the games are PS Two. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, if it makes money, then you got to keep making more. I mean, exactly. Yeah, they, they only just stopped making what sports game. Well, as far as FIFA is concerned, they only recently just stopped making them for the 360. I think. Uh they no, they're still, they still doing those. Yeah. yeah. No one cares about, that. or at least no one should care. I don't like sports games. They make money though. Okay, just, so I'm just gonna say this for the record. Simulation sports are terrible. It's it's like the most terrible ah. thing ever. But action like <laughs> sports where you can just jump in, there's no rules, it's so cool. This is why I love like stuff like Blitz. I think Blitz was on the mm. PS1 as well, if I'm not too mistaken. Street games as well. Street games are fun. Yeah. I know what was it? The the latest Blitz what well, when when was the latest Blitz came out? I think it was on sale. Before. It was the last one on the PS3. Yeah. You sh- did you pick that up yet? Nope. That was like the last Blitz game before EA decides, you know what, let's like let's make garbage simulation sports games every year. It's ironic <laughs> because the Madden craze back during the PS1 era, that was when it was actually fun to play those games. I don't know why. I can't play Madden now, but I could play Madden in the past. Probably because it wasn't trash. Like They actually put effort and make it fun <laughs> oh most definitely also one one bonus game well two games abe's exodus and odyssey oh, i was about to say that yeah odd world <laughs> that I, was a classic i never played odd world so i have no idea how that game is structured it is an amazing i, I can't stress how amazing a puzzle game that is it's like it's a platformer puzzle it's just awesomeness that's all that matters i just remember like uh people made a big deal about the mechanics and how like you need to save the inhabitants and if you don't you'll get a bad ending or something like that yes that was the fun part (laughs) yes because seeing all the uh little creatures die and you get a bad ending it's like okay now i gotta do better and actually save them all in a second playthrough so i think that's pretty cool yeah Oh wait, I got a. I'm sorry to interrupt. I got a bonus game to put out. Uh, Thrill Kill, the game EA didn't release. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't release it. But it it was Did really fun. Wu Tang take that on. Happened? Yeah, they, they took the uh, they took the engine and made the Wu Tang game. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty Six Chambers, I think it was called. Man. And they also have that fucking Wu Tang controller. But... <laughs> only thrill kill would have been released because from what i heard when it was the making of the game they want to like compete with mortal kombat in terms of the blood gore and all that oh, it definitely would have definitely would have. oh man fuck you ea <laughs> oh, that wu-tang controller is fucking awesome and i oh, damn <laughs> well i mean if you want to unleash your inner negro then um 
you can it get looks that like a boomerang. <laughs> I thought to, in, wait, do you, wait to, in, to unleash your inner Negro. I thought that was to, just to play Def Jam. Uh, yeah, yeah, that too. But this is not the PS2 <laughs> podcast. So. Oh, fight for That's New York. Fair enough. Fight for <laughs> New York, though. Uh, that is a good game. Really good it's game. Wonderful. Uh, but I think we can move on to the next. Uh, one. wait, wait. I'll I'll just uh, fire off my five that I have oh, yeah. for my. Um, <laughs> somebody already said Oddworld, Apes Odyssey, amazing. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, also amazing. Um, the first Crash Bandicoot. Hey. And then uh, Overboard, quite an, a bit of, of obscure pirate game. It was really fucking mm. fun. And uh, GTA, I really like that as well. One or yeah. two. The first one, actually. <laughs> I kind of like to. I had it. I kind of like it. This, I still have the second one. Yeah. I, I had the second one, and I'm like, yeah, this game is really good. All right. You, so, uh, mm-hmm. are we jumping into the worst ones now? Yes, we are. Sure. Unfortunately. Um, okay. I, I got this one really fast here. Uh, two of them, I'll just name off really quick. Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories. One of them. <laughs> I, of I actually fucking hate that game. And then a lot of a dark new nightmare, which uh, I know there are people that like it, but um, some people's opinions can actually be wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that game. Fuck I it. never played it, so I have no opinion. Understandable. Uh, All right, that's mine. I'm only given two. Let me see. Worst games that I played on the PS1. Well, no one should play Spawn the Eternal. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> absolute oh, garbage yeah. it's so bad it's like you're playing as Bond, and he's big and clunky the game tries to play like tekken and it doesn't work because the inputs suck and spawn sucks and his powers suck in that game um and the environments are so dark and bland it's like you're walking into walls like 90 percent of the time when you're in a subway or something um oh. I have one more game really fast here. I'm sorry, I forgot this one. Batman and Robin, the video game. There Batman we go. Batman and Robin. Why does that sound so familiar? Uh, it's based off of the film, but it's awful. Is that the one where the controls are so hard to really... Uh, Is that the one with more combat controls? Yeah. No, it's it's sort of a sandbox one. It's, it's really bad. Yeah, that era of Batman games, like, supposedly was really terrible back then. They also had Batman Beyond Return of the Joker on the PS1. I don't remember that game. Yeah. I just remember uh, Batman and Robin. Well, look, let me let me look at these yeah. ratings real quick. Uh, some people liked it, apparently. Okay. The other thing I have to say oh, about uh, the Batman and Robin game is, you know, everybody was bitching about that Superman game. I'd rather play that. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, the Superman game, I feel like the controls are too horrible as people were saying they were but i still think it's pretty it's pretty uh mediocre game either way oh yeah but um i was thinking of like ps1 titles i hate i don't really hate a lot of titles like in the ps1 library especially and i'm i've been i know like scooby-doo and the cyber chase was my first ps1 game i kind of wish it wasn't because it set like my quality standards really low for some reason i think yeah but that's I want to. Uh, you might, if I feel like coming back, I will. But like for the most part, I'm trying to think of like a bad PS1 game I played. But uh, 
No, I mean like that's an obvious um, that's an obvious uh, punching bag, but at the same time, I know someone who actually owns the game physically. It it counts oh. for something. It definitely does. Bubsy was an attempt. I don't think I've got anything else to say about it other than it was an attempt. Okay. Nobody knows an attempt to what it was, but it was an attempt. <laughs> hey Ren, there you forgot. Ren, you forgot one one game. I'm about to name this game right now. Hellboy for the PlayStation 1. Oh my god. Uh, oh, did oh, that come out in like yeah, 2004? I seen gameplay of that. It looks, man, the character looks so bad in that game. Holy shit. I know it's PS1 and I'm nitpicking, but it, he looks so terrible. You have to see him in right. action. I'm pretty sure that came out in like 2004, just to coincide with the movie, like the localization of it. That was the I think problem. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and also racing. Wait a minute. Uh, I like that game though. It's I, I enjoyed it, but it's one of my least favorite games because I grew up playing Mario Kart. The game itself oh, okay. isn't particularly bad. It's just like see what you're doing and you're just not quite as good as Mario Kart. And to be fair, a lot of games were doing at that time, but Crash Team Racing is just one of the ones I remember. <laughs> Else? So, yeah, one of the worst games I've played, and it's it's not necessarily that it's a bad game, but I, as a kid, I hated it because I didn't understand it. Um, I had to look up, even look up what it was called because it was so forgettable. But um, it was called uh, Riven, sequel to Mist. It was some oh, weird no. point and point and click adventure game. It had like eight oh. discs or something. And I, yeah, it was. I, I saw this and it was like, what? Eight discs? This must be so cool. And um, yeah, I, I played like. I, I tried to play it, but I was a kid. I was dumb. I didn't understand what I was supposed to do. And it just frustrated the, the shit out of me. But, oh my god, I just. I just I'm, uh, I'm, I'm now coming back because I now have all those games because I literally just looked up PS1 game bad. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so first game. Actually, the third game I owned for my PS1 was called Shrek Treasure Hunt, right? Mm. It was a shitty minigame collection that had an open world, and you had to just play minigames to get the, like your picnic stuff back. And going through it all, you're just rewarded with a badly, uh, a bad, a really, like, basically the ending is just some shitty-looking FMV, and that, like, goes all pixelated. You can barely see crap in it, and the game itself is fucking shit. Either way, I'm trying to other thing. Um, South Park, the first South Park game, and South Park, oh, Chef, the yes. first South Park game, and South Park Chef's Love Shack, which was literally just, <laughs> it was just a quiz game that like that had barely nothing to do with anything, and you beat in like five minutes. And Barbie Explorer, yeah, I played Barbie Explorer. It was a ripoff Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that like. The levels, I played that demo out of curiosity, and the levels looks just like Crash Bandicoot, and also it plays a little like Tomb Raider where you're like going around and exploring, but the controls are super fucking horrible and nothing works. And I just remember like falling into pitfalls constantly because I'm like, I can't get this fucking woman to shift to the left. I want to avoid the pit on the right. Come on. 
Uh, but yeah, that that and Spawn the Eternal for me has to be like grade A garbage. Um, well, I was gonna add something else. Oh yeah, like I said, despite me growing up with Marvel vs. Capcom one on the PS one, I gotta say, the fighting games for Capcom that is not what was like it rival schools or anything that was made to the PS one those inferior fighting game ports to the to the PS one and. Probably any home consoles, in my opinion, were just not that great. Like there, there like, were some there, good home console stuff, but like it was just a downgrade compared to the arcade versions in terms of the limited the limit storage. I'm probably like, gonna uh, get some heat for this, but uh, Tekken mm-hmm. One sucks. It's, oh no, I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I don't no, think no. anybody will disagree on that. <laughs> yeah, Tekken it was two was great. Tekken yeah, two was a good Tekken game. One. Tekken 3, great game, but Tekken 1 was very, very rough around the edges. I, I don't know how to explain it, and the damage was, like, busted. I remember playing with Paul, and I killed someone in, like, one hit, and I'm like, You can what? still do that. I, like, yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> in Tekken 3, actually, like, sometimes you can survive the uh, burning Phoenix Punch, but... Oh, because they nerfed that in 3. In two, 1 and 2, they were, they were still broken. Yeah, and I just remember, like, it's just not looking well, not controlling as good as the later Tekken games, and it felt like a mess. Hold on. You well, want to see Devil Kazuya Tekken 1? For, um, yeah, Tekken oh, 1. that's horrendous. I, just when look. it comes to Tekken, it's like, you see how they made Street Fighter, like arcade, like OG, just Street Fighter? Mm-hmm. You think, how did you manage to get a sequel, and how did that game manage to be so drastically different to the first one? Yeah, I know. I think it's, that's kind of the same with Tekken. Like, it's like it's a, it's a solid game, but we need more. Yeah, it's, it's a solid game, but the first entry really made no sense. Like, Street Fighter made mm. no sense that you have mm. to pretzel fuck the controller to do, like, a Hadouken. It made no sense. So I'm glad they went to a traditional fighting game and made it better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that's that's my list. So I guess we can move on. Yep. Wait, hold on. Okay. I remember another game now. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. Oh my god. Oh, I remember. That's that not game. a game. That's that's not a game. That's a fucking torture device. Wait, right? what about Special <laughs> Forces? Special Forces was garbage. Oh, that's why I put that in there. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you yeah. say it. My bad. My fault. I mean, um, no, I didn't say that. No, I put it in the chat. I put the image and just added it. Okay, okay, that works then. <laughs> that was also horrible. Wasn't that like just focus about Jack and Sonya? Yeah, yeah. the the yeah. Uh, limitation oh, of the man. game was that they couldn't put in Sonya, so they compensated for Jacks. That's stupid. Even though, like, isn't Sonya like the leader of uh, special forces, not Jack? Yeah, she the one who saved Jack. Wow. Well, there there was a lot of cocaine going around the uh, offices of Midway at that time. What the (laughs) fuck is this image with, like, Kazuya? He looks like a drunk hobo on meth. That's Kazuya, man. Now you gotta put that on screen. You gotta put that on oh, screen so you can see it. Soul, Soul Edge. That's another one. I can't stand that game. For some reason, I, Soul franchise. I, I have a guilty pleasure for Soul Edge, but I can see why people would say it's also a rough entry because 30 FPS fighting game doesn't mix. Uh, also, Soul Calibur is better. Yeah, Soul Calibur yes. is way better. 
Is it just me, or does Devil Kazuya in Tekken 1 look like Star Platinum from JoJo? I don't know, maybe. maybe. Oh, there's worse. You ever seen Gunjack? I mean, not Gunjack, uh, Prototype. Prototype. <laughs> Prototype is the best thing ever. He looks like him when drunk, so... Prototype Jack in Tekken 1 is ridiculous. Alright, so we're going to jump into the next topic here, boys. Alright, so list some obscure titles you would probably recommend to anybody looking into getting into the rare side of PS1's library. Star Ocean 2, Star Ocean 2, Star Ocean 2. There you go. (laughs) There is Wild Arms. Do you you guys know about Wild Arms? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Who doesn't know about Wild Arms? I don't. I don't. You guys suck. I mean, you guys are awesome, but you guys also suck at the same time. Because, so basically, Wild Arms was a, another turn-based game. You could be one of three characters whose names I can't remember, but one was like a ranger, um, and he, he was like Indiana Jones, basically, but he had like a whip and stuff like that. Um, another dude was like a farmer with blue hair, and another chick was like a, a witch, angel-type character in a all-girls school. Eventually, you guys all meet up no matter who you pick, but it's just a question of where you start and you get your powers and everything. It's just great turn-based game. I, I personally prefer it to Final Fantasy, but at the time, the only turn-based games I like were Pokemon and Wild Arms. It's just awesomeness. And Tumba. Who remembers Tumba? I actually time, do. He's the guy with the... the for Tumba. He's the guy with the pink hair, right? That's right. Yeah, that I played the Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Awesome. I lived on the demo, then I got the game. One of the best platformers I've ever played. Do they ever have a manga for that? Hmm, uh, that's interesting. I don't know. Because it's, it's, it's like, it's it looks like he was from, you know, an anime or something. It's very anime-influenced art style. That's what I like about it. Have a look. Nope, oh. I don't see anything here. Damn. There seems to be a cartoon. Oh no, it's game room. Nope, nothing. Damn it. Sadly. Okay. I guess I can name mine really quickly. Um, there's this game called uh, Blaster Master Blasting Again. I thought it oh, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good for a 3D Blaster Master coming back into the fray. Also, another obscure game is Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. I don't know why. I, I don't know why, but for some reason, I really liked it. Like the 3D levels and the you know the art style and everything. It really felt great. Um, it's a bit. It can get a bit hurry sometimes, but I mean, it is a great experience. So I would recommend people picking that up. Uh, I guess Tomba counts. I played Tomba too, and I really enjoyed it. Also, there's this game called Tobo One or Tobo Two. Yes. 2? Yes. I know what you're talking about, I don't remember it. It's a fighting game. It is it has characters that are influenced by like the art style of uh Akira Toriyama who did Dragon Ball. Uh and Dragon Quest. Yeah. And, and I thought it was a really technical fighting game. The sequel is better than the first one, so I recommend picking that Ooh. one up. Uh they this, did this go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was about to say really quickly, they did translate that version into English so you can't play it on emulators. Yo, the, the the sequel had like over two hundred characters from what I heard. Oh you yeah, had to unlock those. They had a lot. That shit was crazy. So, so like, I'm like, is that the only fighting game that had more characters than current gen fighting games? 
probably so 200 is a lot i the most i can think of is kof that had like 50 um kof 14 that's Uh, probably yeah that's the only game yeah kof 14 so far Uh, it's the most Tekken Tag 2 was a lot as well, but I just can't remember the approximate number. I think it's about 40. I want to say 42. I might be wrong. And I think Marvel vs. Capcom 2 as well had stats. Yeah. So it's close, but 200 is still quite yeah, a lot. 200 is pretty That's big number. <laughs> really quickly, there's two games I want to mention. Uh, one of them is my honorable mention for the best ps1 games that you should pick up and the other one is an obscure title that i want to mention but metal gear solid one it was a masterpiece the storytelling the way that kojima played with conventions the way that metal gear solid came back to a 3d format it was kick-ass some of the best voice acting i heard in a playstation one game in a long time that game kicked so much ass david hater was amazing the cast was amazing the fact that so much extensive dialogue was poured into the plot and the story and everything i just love that game and the gameplay just supplemented as well if you haven't played metal gear solid one if you are a nostalgic gamer go and pick that up you will really enjoy it you will enjoy it a lot uh the next game that is on my obscure list is mighty i almost said mighty number nine didn't i (laughs) mighty number shit uh it's not mighty number nine trust me it's called wild nine wild nine is a game by shiny entertainment and it was a 3d platformer at the time 3d platformers were trying to make some sort of uh i i don't want to say resurgence they were trying to like just build the mold and do something different back then because everyone was used to 2d platformers at the time and they were converting over to the playstation one and wild nine is a great experience you're a guy with an electric sort of beam that can slam people on the ground and kick their asses and fucking shoot people with missiles. What more do you want? It's scored by Tommy Tallarico, who also did the Terminator soundtrack for the Sega CD, and that soundtrack is kick-ass. So pick it up, play it. A lot of people might not know about Wild 9, uh, but I set my piece. We're going to move on to the next person. Uh, so one of uh, the obscure games that I always liked, it was on my top five here as well, is Overboard. It's like a pirate game where you um, you play uh, as a pirate crew. You uh, control a pirate ship from like a top-down perspective, and you have to navigate to different levels filled with other enemies and like giant traps like boss saws and shit like that and flamethrowers. And it had some interesting concepts back then that really blew my mind. You had like... Um, weapons that you could may, um, deploy like oil spills over the water that would slow people down and then you can set them on fire with your flamethrowers and then were there were also like flying enemies that you could only hit with certain weaponry it was kind of complex but really really fun and it had fucking awesome music yeah I think would you consider Ape Escape um within this room of obscure titles no 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 it is definitely uh a title that people played and i think it was sony first party so it definitely got promoted a lot i hear that and 
I know someone else has said this for other things, but Bushido Blade, I think that's yes. obscure. That counts because I think I only played that game like once. And, and I, I I never remember it being promoted outside of that. I would also definitely recommend Bushido Blade to people who are into fighting games because it's one of those fighting games where you, you literally have it's like also technical Your but hits matter. <laughs> yes, the hits does matter. Can't you like right. one shot people if you aren't careful? I just yeah, remember exactly. that happening. Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like anyway. a Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was like they they made it like a real life samurai you know, showdown type yeah. of shit. You had like there's a character with like you had all your archetypal like stereotype characters like the samurai, the ninja and things like that. And yeah. there were levels that, like, if you had trees, you can actually cut down the trees and stuff like that. It was, it was well thought out, especially for the time when it came to doing things like that. It's, for me, in the terms of, like, hindsight type of stuff, it's one of the best fighting games that I'd ever played. Maybe not the best technical ones, but, like, for the time and everything. There's a, a game on my mind that I think would go on this list. Um, I only played it once, so the memory is fuzzy, but uh, Brave Fencer Musashi. Uh, I, I think that was done by like Squaresoft. Mm-hmm. Also, if I butcher it like Musashi, uh, forgive me because I suck at <laughs> Japanese. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that was a game that I played that was really fun. It was like a top-down sort of uh, platformer. And I really liked Ooh. it, but I need to get like more back into it because, again, I only played it like for a short amount of time. But that probably would count because that's the Square stuff back then. I just remember like Final Fantasy and uh, what was it, Parasite Eve being promoted a lot back oh, then. Oh wow, that game! I missed that game. Yeah, I I played a bit of the first Parasite Eve, loved it. The second one, I didn't get into that much, but I need to go back and probably do like a retro replay or something. There is one game where it was a fighting game. They had ring outs, but you could turn into an animal. And I can't remember if it's Bloody Bloody Roar. Bloody Bloody Roar. Roar. Did that start on the PS1 or did it start on PS2? It started on PS1. It was on PS1, yeah. I had the sequel Bloody Roar 2 and it was fantastic. The combos you could do, and uh, again, it's just one of those games that's just awesomeness. They, I think they who who developed that game? I forgot. Holy crap! It's There's been a long time. A <laughs> I know. I, I know who owns the series now, but you know they're not gonna bring it back. Konami. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, yeah. That game's dead. It's dead now. Uh, yep. Never gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Rest in piss. <laughs> Shit. Mm. I know there was I'm a. Of, I know that. Right. I know there's another obscure game I had that I don't think uh, many people played. Well, it was it was an Atlas game called Trap Gunner. Trap Gunner. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. It was. It was basically a, a strategy game that literally you gotta make your opponent move towards your uh, trap, like a bomb or, or something like that. And like, like sounds, the Deception games. That sounds a lot like a PS2 game I owned, or was it PS3 Trapped? Yeah, Trapped PS2. Gun. That sounds like that. Really? <laughs> that really sounds very similar. Yeah. All I remember is I sucked at that game because again, it was it was strategy involved. I was. And, and, mm-hmm. and the computer can sometimes be outsmart you. 
and which I can't do that. I was gonna put a game on there, but then I forgot. I think it was a bit mainstream. Uh, Gex, I think that was mainstream. People yeah, knew about it. Gex is relatively mainstream. Yeah, 50 yeah. 50 definitely not. Gex for me, it was one of those games that like it's probably some would consider it better than Crash and all these other games because it wasn't promoted as much. People don't know about it. Yeah. So, does so Battle you, Arena. Battle Arena? It does oh, Battle Arena Potion? No, I never heard of that game. I, I think I. No, actually, I saw like the case for. I swear I saw the case somewhere at like Funko Land or EB Games. It was somewhere. I heard it was like. I think I. I, I want to say it's obscure, but it kind of doesn't at the same time because it was one of the first 100 PS1 games that came out since PS1 release. Yeah. yeah, and it was to show the graphics the PS1 can handle and shit. But all right, I think we can move on to the next yep. question. All right, so what is the most expensive PS1 game in your library? I'll answer this one really fast here. I have a signed uh, by the chick who played Dahlia, a signed sealed copy of Silent Hill 1, which I'm pretty sure is worth a lot of money. Uh, Let me see. I think for me, that has to be Symphony of the Night. It, no contest. That's just like $200 on other sites like eBay Jesus. or Amazon. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah it is pretty fucking hard to find. Um, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is counts, but uh, y'all ever had a, the first spiral disc where it says not for sale or not for resale? Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think to me... So go ahead. Was was that on the greatest hits version? I I have no clue because, to be honest, I didn't I didn't know if that came with a case or not. But all I remember was the first. I think I had two first spiral discs, and one of them it was purple, and it literally said "not for sale." And I think that's so far that's my most expensive ps1 disc yeah if, because i had never seen the disc say that before if it was on the greatest hits version i think i had that one mine is a um, star ocean second story star, that's it star ocean i just think love my... star ocean though <laughs> i'm sorry guys star ocean shield all right I think my ex most expensive game is is pretty easy. It's Metal Gear Solid because it's the only PS1 game that I still have. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how expensive it is, but it's the only one I have, so that counts. Let me find out due to Amazon. Amazon is our friend. Uh, also, Ren, it, it wasn't on the greatest hits. I just checked. Oh, okay. That well, that's the only yeah, that's the only version of uh, Spyro I had, I believe, because I got like I had to get Spyro late. I got that late. Hold on, let me. I have the picture of it too. Let me go find it. Also, MGS One. If you want a new copy on Amazon, it's a hundred bucks. Fuck. <laughs> not not bad. Holy. Not bad. It's not bad, but it's not great either. Brand also. new. That's the thing. It's brand new, so like, yeah. I don't think people care about that much anymore about brand new. They rather like you want to look like for the complete, like just for something complete box and that kind of thing. Well, here's oh, here's oh, the yeah. thing. Like, if you buy a used game, and what I notice is that used games, you're taking a gamble because you don't know if they'll work or not. You might. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want something like intact, you probably get it new. But if you want to take that gamble, you would get it used. Also, Ren, look at the chat. Uh, let me take a look. That's the one. That's the spiral disc I have. 
Oh, that yeah, I definitely didn't have that version. <laughs> that's 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 new to me actually. So okay, you learn something new every day. Anyone I think else? I, got, um, I mean, I think one deal I got was by basically my copy of Tekken Three that was close to being complete in box was five dollars at a fucking at a pawn shop. All I needed to do was just order the um, instructional booklet, and that was it. I'm sure and it was like a buck. I'm sure Tekken 3 had to be expensive at one point because uh, it wasn't on PSN. Yeah, it wasn't on PSN for the longest time, like because of the license. Yeah, with Dawn. The worst character in Tekken 3. Yes. Who's this? The uh, orange dinosaur that's in Tekken 3 that you can't hit. the best thing ever in Tekken 3. He's so small. I just just hate his hitbox. I can't stand it. He was, what the fuck he was? He was from a French uh, manga. Yeah, and he and at the time he was the Yoda, cause you can't hit him. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're talking about actual gameplay, yeah, he's horrendous. But I, he was just a fun character because he farted on people. <laughs> he farted on people. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was one of his moves. I, I one of his moves was he, he would turn and fart, and it would give you a crumble state to continue a combo. Yeah, Tekken Three had some weird stuff going on. Like Doctor B was like crippled, and each time you would do something, he would fall over. That shit was funny. Holy not, not shit! Each time there were specific moves where if you did it properly and you held back, he would roll back and then fall. He, he had interesting setups that you could use for things but it mainly worked against people who didn't know how to play the game yep 70 79.95 for a copy of tekken 3 greatest hits it's up there it's getting up there only two left in stock so Jesus. If, anyone, if anyone wants to get the copy there's only two left in stock hmm. i'm good <laughs> all right so can we move on to the next one uh, I believe we can. So, what do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about the accessories of PlayStation? How they factored in the use of PlayStation Two and with adapters in the PS3? I, I mean, go ahead. Go on. No, you go. Okay. Uh, so I always thought it was interesting that you could use your PS One memory card in a PS Two. I thought that was great forward thinking. Mm. Uh, and the accessories themselves. I mean, the multi tap. It was kind of yeah. weird. I never seen a multi-tap like outside of anywhere because usually we didn't have like four player games. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought they were trying uh, at the time. I just don't remember. I do remember the memory cards they had that held more data. That was cool too. And it had the LEDs on the front. Uh, I'm trying to think of other accessories. I know they had to have like gun cons and stuff like that because obviously they, uh, time crisis and games like that. So that's, they had a, that's pretty cool. So cool. No, they I, had an accessory. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. They had an accessory where if you own like, you know, the PS1 mini or the, the, the small ass PS1 at the time. Yeah. yeah. They had it where, yeah, they had it before where before they did it with the PS2, you could use they have the LCD screen with the small PS1, and you can play it on there. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool, but yeah. I'm sure that shit is, like, super expensive. Probably is. Well, it was, it was a Switch it's pretty hard Switch. to find. Yeah. Uh, One's, like, $400 before. I didn't know they had, like, fight sticks for the PS1 as well. That's interesting. 
Really? Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I will post it in the chat yeah, and for the viewers. There you go. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I just found it. The Flight LC. Six was actually pretty useful. I'm I'm sure that screen combo is expensive, but uh, Sonic Kick, yep. what were you saying, sir? I was just saying, like, just the the Dual Shock in general, mm -hmm. because it's basically the, they've used the same controller design for their controllers ever since the PS One. If you think about it, you know, the, you, like I know how the PS Four controller feels like an old PC controller, just just modified to like PlayStation's desires or whatever, but it's it's more. It's they just use, mostly use the same design. They that ever since just mostly refining it. Wow, you see, like Xbox found their design finally on the 360, but Xbox had to start off with like the fucking Duke controller. Hey, the Duke was good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the smaller Duke is better. I like you the slow manly hands. That's your fault, not mine. I hate the Duke so much. Anyways, um. Nintendo, fucking Nintendo. Okay, N64 controller is worse. That is, that cannot be debated. Oh yeah, you got N64, then you got the, the godlike GameCube controller, and then you have the Wiimote nunchuck, and now you have the Joy-Con. Oh. Oh, don't forget the Wii U gamepad. Don't forget the Wii U gamepad. The Joy-Cons aren't great, but I will say this, the Pro controller is actually pretty decent. Um... Then, quick side question: Didn't the Dual Shock yeah. come late into the game? Because I swear, like originally, they didn't have Dual Shock at all. Like, yeah, it was yeah. late, but at the same time, they passed that on to PS2 and then PS3, PS4. Yeah, and uh, just uh, I know I'm asking questions a lot, but I swear, right, didn't right. like uh, PS1 controllers work on the PS2 or yeah, they didn't? Yeah, they did. They did. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. okay, that's good. And also, and also I, I just yeah. remember the DualShock thing being a thing when Resident Evil came out because they re-released some versions with a DualShock version. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. It, also, the uh, the only way to play the PS3 for a little while there was to adapt, like, use an adapter to use the DualShock because mm -hmm. the standard DualShock 3 is kind of awful. I hate the oh, trigger. Right. Yeah, triggers are bad, so... But yeah, I had to buy an adapter to actually play the fucking PS3. Well, uh, yeah. it's a little piece of history that was interesting during the time. Uh, so I, I really just liked all the accessories they had and how they carried them on to the PS2. I just think that that's what a company should do. They should have like all your accessories in mind if they're making like another platform for the future because you never know if you might need to get like a new controller or something and controllers yeah. are expensive these days like they cost as much as a full retail game yeah all right so are we jumping to the next topic boys oh can i read that next one sure sure oh, go for man. it i can't wait to answer this one what are your thoughts on the ps1 mini here's my same thoughts about the Nintendo Minis with the was it the NES and Super NES use emulators. Yeah. Artificial well, demand at its finest. Just use emulators. Here's the thing: I can understand for some of it, like for the SNES, where you got you know the full final version of uh, Star Fox Two. Mm -hmm. That's understandable. 
Um, what have you revealed so far for the PlayStation Mini? Uh, shit. I I know Tekken Three is on there. It has to be. Uh, I know yeah. you was mad because Tekken Two is not on it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was pissed. <laughs> Tekken Two was not on it. I'm still fucking mad. All right. So yeah, they've only announced a few titles for it. Which one? That's like a red flag. As it is. Um. So yeah, all right. Ridge Racer Type Four, not original Ridge Racer. We decided to put fucking Type Four. Why? Um, Jump and Flash, good game. Wild Arms, good game. Final Fantasy Seven, good game. Tekken Three, good game. Who's better? But like, I don't know why these are taking off so like so much when you can't even play the classic games on them. You have to just stick the lineup they give you, unless you mod it. I find it kind of weird that you need like I would say the same to the to the Nintendo ones unless you mod it. I find it kind of weird that they're doing the whole HDMI thing and they're not doing the classic like composite or component. Like is it just strictly uh, HDMI? Yeah, I, I think it is strictly HDMI. No, that's weird. That's gonna look kinda crappy on a big screen TV, but that's just my opinion. Everyone's well, main every, hold on, everyone's main issue also is the it had no AC adapter, so I don't know what they're yeah. playing to do. Uh, the AC adapter, I don't, I don't mind too much. Like you can plug it in. Most TVs have a USB cable that's powered enough to power the thing. So oh yeah, that doesn't that doesn't fuck with me too much. But you can almost tell they're going to put out another version of this fucking thing with the Dual Shocks. Why buy this now when in like six months to a year, they're going to fuck you over for another hundred dollars. Mm-hmm with two analog sticks and maybe a couple games that will support it yeah because i mean you gotta put it into perspective there were more games that were being made and compatible for dual shocks so i don't see why they would just say hey here's the classic controller with like a limited selection of games they're doing it to fuck you over in the future when they release a second revision of the playstation with the dual shock i guarantee it it's gonna just wait for ps5 or just emulate these games or you you have a larger library with the well not too large but there's still like a library with the psn classics on ps3 well okay even with like all right so on the like snes and nes classic you get a pretty good variety of games Mm -hmm. like you get pretty much everything within the like what you would normally play what are they gonna put on this where it's like you get 20 of them but like, what, what's the difference? What's added? What's going to be changed? If there's no Metal Gear Solid, that's going to be heartbreaking. I'm I'm just wondering what they're going to do, you know? I mean, it, it looks cool. The premise, it could be, you know, pretty cool. But I just see right past all the artificial demand and the lackluster uh, roster of games that might be implemented. They're um, only doing it because Nintendo's doing it. That's pretty oh, much why. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I wasn't even gonna say it like that, but yeah, they're, they're, the only reason that Sony would ever do this is because Nintendo made money. Yeah, they want to make that money. I mean, it worked out for Nintendo. Then you know why not jump on that bandwagon? I mean, I'll, I'll give Nintendo this though. They had a very great lineup on both of them. I mean, the SNES Classic, you got F Zero, you've got Zelda: Link to the Past, you've got the two Star Fox games. Mario Kart, Mario World, RPG, Earthbound. You've got a good variety of things. Mm-hmm. They have a 
they have a somewhat decent variety from what they've talked about. Like, you know, Wild Arms, you know, you've got Ridge Racer, all that. Decent enough variety, because I don't see much past that. Don't bother, don't worry. People, it always happens. I, I don't know. I'm, if people want to buy it, that's their choice, but I think it is pretty dumb to buy. I just emulate, like I said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just don't care about PS1 Mini. Like, you no, know, emulators are cheaper, easier. Uh, that's why I don't understand why the fad of remasters have taken <laughs> off as much as they have. Oh, but... boy. Um, I'll, I'll say this, like, and I'll end it here. Um, I think it could lead to some interesting possibilities with like a PS1 mini. I mean, not a PS1 mini, a PS2 mini. PS2. Uh, that would be kind of cool to see. But again, it just depends on how they market it and what they do with it for me to buy into something like that. Because, uh, why get it if I'm limited and if there's like artificial demand and I got to go out and do this when I know they're going to resupply anyway. So uh, I just think that what's going to happen is this will still enable scalpers no matter what. Oh, yeah. Also, if you want something like this, there are Raspberry Pis and there are cases that look exactly like the PlayStation yes. Mini. Yep. Indeed. You can just and like... you can fill up the entire PlayStation 1 library instead of 20 games. Yep. Yeah, it's basically what my, my brother did that. He did the um, Nintendo mini thingy on a Raspberry Pi, basically. Oh, yeah. it, it's so, so fun. But, Plus, yeah. you can emulate more than just PlayStation 1. Yes. Yeah, it. Nintendo. It's like, man, at this point, you might as well just go out and do it yourself. It's like, race. they're telling you, like, just do it yourself. DIY. Yeah, like Raspberry Pi 3s are less, they're 41 bucks for just a Raspberry Pi. And then an SD card, a controller, you'll still save yourself about 20 bucks by the end of it. Yep. All right, so we got three more questions to go. So Bane, take number nine, which is interesting. So PlayStation 1 was known for its extensive amount of demo discs, either bundled in magazines or Pizza Hut purchases, which uh, I got a funny story with those, but I'll get into after this. Mm -hmm. Do you have any experiences with these demo discs? Um, Really fast on that one. The first thing that I ever got from Pizza Hut uh, box was All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 on DVD. Uh, (laughs) I remember that one because I actually love that movie, but it's not a great movie. Um... I had I had a whole bunch of PS1 demo discs like uh, Silent Hill. Somebody brought that one up earlier. The demo. Uh, I played the shit out of that before I got the full game. Um, yeah. Anybody else? I believe that I got some from Pizza Hut. Uh, there was one demo from Pizza Hut. I I don't remember, but there was Ape Escape one on the disc, and there was yep. another oh, yeah. one. There was another one where I played like uh, Blasto. And there was the, uh, there was like a FMV for Resident Evil 2 because some demo discs had the trailers and others yeah. had the full game. Uh, so one of them had Blasto and the other had like uh, FMV of RE2, I believe. Uh, I also played like MGS on demo discs as well. So that was pretty cool. I, I remember having... Um... There was also, like, PlayStation Underground, which was really big. Oh, yeah. And they, I remember um, Silent Hill 3 had a demo disc. 
And I don't know why. I always thought it had the like a version of Silent Hill 3's intro with um, Paint It Black by uh, the Rolling Stones on it. But it turns out it was a YouTube video I found later. It's crazy how was... uh, they could actually make a killing doing that stuff again. Because I remember uh, there was advertising for the multiplayer of Uncharted 3 by going to Subway. And I yeah. actually went there. It was actually like they gave me a code and I played it. So people would actually like go out of their way to get demos if they could, if it was like cross promoting. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, I know they even have like, do they have like PlayStation Underground magazines? They did. Because I know they made fun of Nintendo at one point where they said, oh, the magazine don't just let you read, it lets you play. <laughs> that was like, damn, you do Nintendo <laughs> like that? Yeah, but that goes back to Sega, and then we do a Nintendo or something like that. So, oh, I mean, man. it's like <laughs> Nintendo began to run for ages. Console wars were fun back then. Now it's yeah. like really, really now, tedious. Now and it stupid. is. No, now it's don't don't be nice with it. It's fucking autistic sometimes now. Yeah, I could yeah. give I can give up some shit about console wars. Just play whatever the hell you want to play on. The fucking people on every side. There's not enough variety right now. I mean, there's only really, when you break it down, there's only really two consoles that people care about. It's the Xbox and the PlayStation. No one, in in the grand scheme, no one cares about the Switch. They care about Nintendo. Is the Switch being thrown under the bus right now? Sorry? (laughs) I said, is the Switch being thrown under the bus right now? I feel like more people care about PS4 and Switch than Xbox and PS4. Uh, well, when you think about the uh, wars, it's it always PS4 and Xbox. Like, Nintendo is all... great. Look, look, Sega was greater than yeah. Nintendo, okay? It was. Straight up. Oh, it yeah. was. Streets of Rage was a better game than Final Fight. It was facts. If it wasn't for a fucking Saturn, Sega might actually be around today. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> unfortunate, but that's like another podcast for another day. Uh, I, I I can spend about forty two minutes just on all the shit Sega fucked up on. Specifically forty two. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, but um, you know what? But you know what? I'm I'm glad Sega like bring back Streets of Rage with the fourth game. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. Yes, that was pretty oh, yeah. cool. I cannot wait for that. It's time to that. Fight. That is looking so good. So for for me, when it came to demos, I I literally lived on demos for so many games that I can't even remember the names of. There was one racing game where you were, you could you were basically uh, a four. It was a four wheeler, four wheeled car, but you could go upside down. There's tunnels and speed boosts and everything, and you could aim missiles, sort of like Mario Kart, um, Bushido Blade demo, MGS demo, Silent Hill demo. There. I have like a folder of like over like 50 or 70 CDs with just demos on there. And just, I love all of them because it's just so much fun. I really liked uh, the demos for Jet Moto and Gran Turismo. Love those games. <clears throat> that that was like classic racing game fashion to me. It was great. You ever played the sequel? Uh, Jet Moto 2? Yeah, it's really fun. I, I did. It is really good. Uh, so anyone else before we move on? Yo, no, sorry. There was one game. It was part of the obscure games. A game called Moho. Mo- it was made by a rock star. I think it's oh, Moho. Yeah. I've never uh, heard of it. Let me find it. Let me find it. It is. A, it's basically. Do you guys remember BattleBots? I yeah. heard of the name. I remember. It, in the terms of you could have your main character. You have to go through a gauntlet of um things. You you had invisible arms like Rayman. 
you punch things and you have special powers. It's a solid game. That that is something for um the obscure games thing that I just remembered. Oh, oh. Yeah, I just remember with demo discs because I'm a native German speaker. Um, a lot of these demo discs came with games in English, and back then I was a I was a kid. I didn't speak the language and. Sometimes I was just lost, so I, I had no idea what I was playing, but it was fun, you know, just random shit, you would just do stuff, and you wouldn't understand what you were doing, but uh, it was fun. And two demos that I really remember well are Spyro, and I think I also got a de demo for Medieval. Oh, Those yeah, Medieval. Absolutely great games. Game. Medieval, they, they were solid good. game, completely forgot yes. I'm waiting for that remaster, though. Yeah, <laughs> Medieval was pretty fun. I remember oh. playing like uh, the and first one and being blown away by the first level because it was so much exploring and fighting monsters. And and I loved like the horror environment. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Also, shut up. That's how it sounds like Daniel sounds like. No, you sound like eating shit. Well, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm talking to Ah. There was another game where you uh, are a vampire and your name's Razel. Kane! Uh, Legacy, Legacy of Kane. Yeah. Yes, that yes. was also great. Solid game. They need to remake that as well. And uh, is it, could he Wraith? Was it another character called Wraith? Uh, some, I, I think one of them was Razel. The other one was Kane, Ra the vampire. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Could be. Oh, well. But that's a solid game. They need to bring that back. I wish they would, but unfortunately, they keep shafting the writer, uh, Amy Henning, on games. I think she was working at EA. Now she's like independent. Yeah. She uh, she was also on the Uncharted series. Yeah. And I well, I love the writing of Uncharted one and two, but three is all over the place. But that's uh, another so, story. So's four. That's. I can agree. I'm not a fan of three and four when it comes to writing i agree but one and two right. good games um from my experience with demo the only i think this was the only demo i ever experienced when it comes to ps1 demos was interactive cd sampler 3 was where you can play uh you could play demos of ridge racer revolution the first crash bandicoot mm -hmm. and tekken 2 with with characters like Jun and Lei Lulong, and there was another demo. Oh yes, King of Fighters '95. That was like oh wow, the the greatest demo I've ever played back then, and that was like the only one I used to own till I don't know where it is because I think it's is it's lost at the moment. I lost it somehow. '95 is the one where they introduce Iori, right? Iori, yes. Yeah, if that's the case, then I played that one because I believe they were the only two playable characters in that demo. It was Iori no, uh, and Kyo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was also the game that introduced uh, the returning of Geese Howard. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Or oh, oh, was it 6? I think it was 6, 96. Probably was. I never played that one. Yeah. All right, yeah. so... Mr. B. Also, if you guys check the, the chat, you can see the, the picture of Moho, and hopefully you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, I think I've seen that game. Okay, so uh, how did everybody feel about the PlayStation 1 classics on PS3, the purchase ability? And how do you guys feel about PlayStation 1 emulators on PC? I like PlayStation 1 emulators on PC that just need
some of their shit with like some of the graphic er- graphical errors. Other than that, PS4 yeah. Classics on PS3, cool. Kind of wish you had it on PS4 instead of having to do these, all these remakes to play them on PS4 or whatever. Yeah. Make that money. Yeah, so some of them where it's like for convenience sake it's worth buying because where it's like, okay, yeah, it's hard to find or it emulates poorly, but um, see, I have a feeling that a lot of these remasters aren't really worth it. Oh, yeah. Like, I understand that. I know. I don't I mind. I don't mind. The, real quick, I I don't mind the idea of remakes if they do something interesting with them. Uh, yeah. But again, yeah, they do need the classic PSN classic on uh, PS4 because again, people do want to buy those old games. And since Sony keeps you know ducking out on backwards compatibility, uh, that would be a great idea because I don't like how the PS2 to PS4 store is coordinated. It needs to yeah. be updated. There's some, like, I, I, the only thing I bought on there, I bought, um, I think it was Rogue Galaxy. Thanks for that, that game. Because so I like that game a lot, and I want that game to get money. And Siren, because emulating the second-person experience for that game is fucking awful on PS2 emulators. Still garbage. But, um, yeah, the, the rest of it, it's like, oh, yeah, you added trophies. Yeah, pretty oh. much. That's That's what they do. Uh, but I like the idea really quickly. Um, yeah. Emulators are great on PC, great variety of uh, games, but right. PSN Classic, it's a nice library, but it is lacking after a certain amount of, you know, you discover certain games aren't on there, like Tekken 3 and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I just think I think it needs more, in my opinion, and it needs to be on PS4. The PS1 Classics have better library than the PS2 on PS4 library. That's a crying shame, too, when you think about it. Because think about it, you could purchase, well, not Tekken 3, but you could pretty much purchase the sequel on PSN right now, and the the classics of Crash and Spyro. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm glad they have those, at least. For cheap. I think they were cheap, too, instead of, you know, in case you don't want it physical, you could just buy it on the PS3 cheaper. Yeah. And, you know, playing on the PSP and uh, for three people, it's the Vita, the Vita. Uh, the Vita. Yeah, I say this is somebody who owns a Vita. Mm. I still have mine. I can't get anything <laughs> out of it anymore, so... But the PS1 emulator? Oh, man. Right. That's, that's why I said I'm not buying that PS1 Mini. Or It's just like I did. And this is me, like... You, you don't you don't you know you don't have to emulate you could just buy the ps1 mini if you want the same thing with the nes nintendo i just think emulation is cheaper easier right. than just to buy those especially since uh, there are certain games on the ps1 emulator that you could you know put the better frame rates or made it more stabilized than on the right. console and also it just for value think about it like this if you're going to spend like $40 or $100 on something. Why not just, you know, upgrade some parts on your computer and be able to emulate more than just the PlayStation 1 and more than just 20 games? Yeah. Fuck, even a cheap laptop could do that. Yeah, it's not that hard to do when you really think about it. Oh, yeah. All right, so anyone else before the final question? Not really. All right. Uh, Bane, take okay. it away. 
All right, so this is the final thought here. What impact did you guys feel that the PlayStation 1 left on the industry and on you during the time of the N64, Sega Saturn, you know, that kind of generation that was coming on around that time? Let's just, I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Let's just say this is Sony's first console, right? And during this time, people were, you know, doing an old Nintendo versus Sega kind of thing. Yeah. I just feel that PlayStation ushered in a new era. Um, blah, my tongue is twisting. PlayStation ushered in a new era that still continues to this day regarding, I wouldn't say regarding console wars, but, but regarding just Sony, just Sony and, um, and video gaming and video gaming in general. Because Sega is now a third party company. Nintendo still makes consoles, but they're not as successful as they used to be. I mean, they're, they're, they're seeing success, but they're not as successful as they used to be. So it's more of just, it had, a, it had a major impact on the industry because they just slowly built up from the PS1 to the PS4 and they had a dedicated fan base and their own dedicated like games and all that kind of stuff. So it worked out well in the end. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the N64 was when... Nintendo started experimenting a lot more with awful ideas like the cartridge and, uh, and, the, controls. and the controller. The controller. Yeah. Uh, and all the stupid accessories, rumble pack, all this shit. That I you had needed. rumble pack. It was horrible. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you couldn't, so you couldn't play certain games unless you have the rumble pack. Yeah. So I, I just can't really, you know, give, I can't really give Nintendo all the credit. I mean, I did like the N64 for what it was, but I did like PlayStation better. Saturn, I did play it. The games I played on it were hilarious because I believe my first game was Street Fighter, the fucking movie, and it was... Oh, God. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it, well, I, I did break the game disc, so, you know, I, I got that trash out of here. But, yeah, I, I definitely would rank PS1 then in 64 it was great for what it was then the saturn's last uh i think the impact that it left was they brought a lot of really good killer apps to the table like sony really doubled down on getting all these developers and making great games and putting it on their platform so uh i really enjoyed a developer having all those first party games to play and good third party as well So anyone else? Well, to me, it always felt like, maybe it's not true, but it always felt like in comparison to when I looked what games I played on the PlayStation and what other my friends played on Nintendo, it always felt like I was playing the more hardcore, realistic, a bit more darker <laughs> games. That's how it felt like. I'm not quite sure if it's 100% true, but it, it always felt to me like the PlayStation was a bit more grown up even it's hard to yeah. say it like that but it felt that way that, that's true because i mean you see I games agree. like you see games back then like mario 64 and it's like yeah i can understand uh this game is definitely tailored to a demographic of uh children or you know people who just like mario in general and then you see shit like mm -hmm. resident evil where okay a guy's head gets eaten off by a zombie mm -hmm. You don't, yeah. and you're not, you don't see that like often back in that era on Nintendo platforms. Yeah. Uh, so it was just like, they really promoted the darker aspect of certain video games. Uh, and I think that is where the appeal came from. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. It did it did really feel like a more at least at the time a lot more adult content or at least teenage content was on the PlayStation versus pretty much any other console at that time. I mean PC I wouldn't count PC in in terms of console and especially at that time because PC had Leslie Suit Larry. <laughs> right. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know my father had that disc laying around in his office, and I, I always looked at it and I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that was fun. Anyone else? Or are we good I'm, for now? Um, what impacted me was, for the PlayStation 1 at the time, was uh, I, I didn't have any other consoles to play, so... I did get it, and like I said earlier, the amount of library and the games in comparison to all the consoles I played before, like the N64 and the Genesis, like I was mind-blowing with all the possibilities that I could play on PlayStation with games like Spider-Man, Spyro, Crash, Tekken. Like, it, like it was endless of possibilities. Nick. Like, like I, was, the, in... I was mind-blown. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, you weren't done. Oh yeah. Um, and then I know it's not. The, I know it's gonna go off track, but PS2 man, like they they made it a whole new level with PS2, with games and graphics and all that. Yeah, I I definitely think that if this was the test bed, uh, then the next generation PlayStation perfected you know all the stuff they built on. Uh, like I said. N64 was no slouch. I did love the ports and everything. I just I wish agree. they could have done better in terms of uh, how those ports were handled and some of the accessories. Yeah, and, and like you said, Ren, the PlayStation had offered more at the time compared to N64 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I, I did enjoy some Jeff Force Gemini. I'm not going to lie. Jeff Force Gemini was fucking great. Yes, it was. Yeah, the second half of ass. Well, it, the second it. half is, you know, the beginning's not too bad, but it is a grind fest to get those stupid, uh, what is it, those furry things. Ugh. Yeah. It, it was nice to finally have um, that game with working controls, though, when it came in Rare Replay. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, you could actually fucking dual stick movement. It was nice. It was actually fun. Well, more fun than it was before. Uh, I think, all right. for me, like, just in the terms of impact, I think if it wasn't for the PlayStation, I probably wouldn't be into as gaming, and if not gaming, as into fighting games, because I couldn't play Street Fighter back in the day when it was on the Nintendo and and things like that. So thankfully to Tekken 3, I got into fighting games and I got good at them, and games like Spider-Man and all those fantastic games helped me get more into comics, and now I'm a nerd. So I thank the, the PlayStation for that. Hey. I'm done. Yeah, All get right. out before I kick you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll kick out, Ren. No. Oh. So, uh, I guess we can do outros right now, Bane. All right. Uh, I've been Bane for you with a Y-U at the end. That's my Twitter handle. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Kaneki. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and on YouTube under the same name. As Google War Order, and bring me Soul Calibur Six already. That's gonna be my mm-hmm. next fine game to play. 
Uh, Renegade Operative. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative, Twitch, Renegade underscore Operative, and Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. You can also find him in Pornhub and mm-hmm. X videos. Hell no. Yes. <laughs> at uh, Ren underscore <laughs> transsexual. Yes. What the Dang. fuck? Man, Bane, <laughs> you need to get slapped. You'll find me on the section of jerking off on white girls' faces. You see? Ah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they call them. All right, uh, man, get out of here. <laughs> uh, Shadow Pyro, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DS Pyro with an underscore at the end, and on YouTube with DS Pyro. Like you've got DS, then there's a space in between the Pyro P Y R O. Yeah. Find me on those. Hmm. All right, Sonic, where can we find you? He's in Hello? the fur- he's in the furry section right now, so give him a minute. <laughs> Sonic. Oh, he's really in there because he's not responding. All right, let me. You let can me... chill on the gripping and rip it, fam. Come on. <laughs> gripping <laughs> and rip fuck? it. What the? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh shit! What happened was um. <laughs> there you go. My mic was messing up. Hold on. Sure. Mm. The mic. Anyways, mm. YouTube.com slash Sonicic and Sonicic2 on Twitter. There you go. All right. And uh, and the second shadow here, Shadow1990. Where can we find you at? You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter as Shadow1990CH. Hey, hey. All right. So this is a pretty good podcast. Uh, the... Uh, our experience with PlayStation 1, our time with it. Yeah. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. It's not too long, so. Perfect. It felt a, felt a little bit longer by being there. Just don't play mm-hmm. Hellboy on PlayStation, ladies and gentlemen. Don't mm-hmm. play Spawn the Eternal. For the love of God, just don't. All right. Don't. We will see you folks later. Peace.